We're going to get a little three, a little two. Showtime, baby. It is Thursday, April 25th, episode 3 of Chirpin' DMV, and boys, the Caps are going back to the same old playoff Caps. So, let's do this. Let's pour one out for the boys, because double overtime, round one, game seven, lost four to three. Carolina is moving on. Yeah, boys. A uh, little disappointed in how we ended that there. I mean, I, we looked good in the first period, but... Got outplayed, got out hustled, got out coached all series long. It's pretty depressing right now. So that's AB. AB joining us again. And Mr. Game 7, um, Justin Williams comes back to haunt us. He gets that assist, throws it on goal, and McGinn gets to win. Kyle, what happened there? How are we feeling? Yeah, that was just a heartbreaker, but really just straight on the caps. I mean, they they kind of quit there. and the, after After they went up, Two to nothing. They were like, "Oh, we got this in the bag. We're rolling. We're rolling. Team's hot. Ov's playing good. The, I mean, everything was looking good. And then all of a sudden, Kane's pop one in, and momentum kind of shifts. Yeah. So that's Kyle Powers. Uh, we are back, like we said, episode three. So let's break this down first. We'll go goal by goal. So the new Mister Game Seven. So we thought at the time gets us up one nothing. Incredible shift. He's down there banging bodies. It's a long, 20, 25 second shift, and he gets the goal. Burakovsky. Next one up two zero. Ov. Beautiful move. Off the boards, curl drags, dishes it to Wilson, 2 nothing. At that point, I'm on StubHub looking up tickets for vintage. Friday night's game. Yeah, vintage Ovi. Yeah. Only the second That's best. That's you doing that. Already on StubHub? <laughs> Man, you well, were ready to roll, huh? Yeah. The boys were playing good, though. They we go up 2 nothing like that, and we were dominating. I was like, all right, we're good. So, Print the next shirts. thing you know, Kane shorty by Ajo. Um, hope he did like a little leapfrog there and got his legs up in the air. And don't know why. Kuzi finally shows up. The Birdman gets his first goal of the playoffs. Yeah, they go, it's AB. About time. A little love there. He only showed up for two minutes, though. Yeah, so Tara Vinen off a of bounce in front after that. It's 3-2, and then we start the third period, and stall shot from the half wall up above the top of the circles and into a wide-open net because Holpe was, might as well have been behind the net. Yeah, he was way – I don't I don't even know what he was thinking there. I mean, he was, it looked like a layup for stall. Just flip it over. Just caught out of position. Yeah, just to- totally. Plain and simple. Maybe he was in his head. He was didn't have that mental, mental game ready. And then, like we mentioned I – mean, yeah, double O time. The real Mr. Game 7 shows up after we're dragging him saying Burkowski's new Mr. Game 7, double OT winner. AB, take us from there. Yeah, I mean, you know, you figure Justin Williams is going to show up in this game at some point. He hadn't shown up yet, so obviously it had to be in double overtime to uh, break all of our hearts. Back to back is not going to happen for us this year. Um, all in all, I mean, Disappointing season, I thought. I mean, obviously, the end goal is to win a Stanley Cup now since we can, we've can, shown that we can do it. Um, but, yeah, I thought – I don't know. I thought Holpe really – I mean, he played well. He kept us in it for those two overtimes. But he he let up some softies this game, I thought. That's, that's just my opinion. 
Yeah, so we dominated, dominated the first period and a half, I thought, just couldn't kind of kick in that killer instinct and bury him off, just let him hang around. And when you got a team like that, Carolina, um, it's a wild card team, it's kind of a gritty team, no superstars, if you kind of hang them around like you do by letting them get the game seven for the first part and then letting them hang around all game, just stay within a goal, stay within two goals and come back and get you. Yeah, they were, yep, that's – go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, they, they were just buzzing. I mean, that first overtime, I, I mean, I was sweating. I was sweating, man. Carolina was just buzzing around the net. They had all the puck possession. They were getting pucks on net. I mean, little chances where I saw the Caps get a little, but they just couldn't get any zone time. And the legs, they just looked like they were dead. I mean, I guess – Uncle Todd didn't have him doing Herbie's out there. I mean, their legs were dead. No, Carol- Carolina was just flying around them. That, that, that's what I think. And finally worn them down and down to the second overtime and Mr. Clutch game don't, seven. Don't even get me Fox started on, on Todd Reardon. Don't even get yeah, me started I, on Todd Reardon. He's I mean, been outcoached all series long. I agree with that, but I mean, we also iced the puck how many times in that first overtime? We were so tired, yeah, man. They yeah, were, we they were trying to kept throwing they were trying to kill there. the Kings' we're, momentum. They're they trying tired. to ice the puck. They're so tired. Why are we tired? tired? Well, we're running four lines evenly to start the game. We get up two nothing, and as soon as we get up two nothing, Reardon thinks, "Hey, let's hit the kill switch and double shift over you every other shift. Let's just put him with a new line and kind of start mixing stuff up." Doesn't make a lot of sense. And then nope, not at all. And then it's three to one. Or we're rolling two lines, we get that koozie goal, bang, we're up three to one, and hey, the whole third period, let's just run Ovi into the ground some more. So, and then by the time you do get to that double overtime, which you obviously had no idea would come or didn't expect it to, and he can't even move. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Ovi had 30 plus minutes on the ice, which is the most out of any of the forwards in the game, which, I mean, he is Ovi, but I mean, he is old now. So I, I don't think you can run him that hard. 33 years old, yeah, that's a lot of minutes for a 33 year old. Yeah, but it also confirmed too. I can, I don't agree with it, but it, um, I get Reardon's thought, even though I'm not a fan of his, that he he's a legit elite, which we already knew, playoff performer. Because that series by him was a top two series in his playoff career. Close to by far. Him and Backstrom, those two guys stepped up. Yeah, seven games played, four goals, five assists, nine points, just banging close to ten hits a night. It seemed like like, that that play in game seven. The sick hands passed to Wilson. I mean, yeah, that that was awesome. You never see Ovi. I mean, back to back little moves there. Usually he does the one and the quick shot or pass. I mean, two sweet moves and nice pass to Wilson to finish her off. Yeah, I can think back to a lot of good Ovi playoff series and a lot of bad ones, and I can say this is a top uh, series that he's performed in. Yeah, it's frustrating to see it end in a seven game series to losing double overtime. Yeah, it, it seemed like he was the only one that played with any heart. Got to be honest. Backstrom. Uh, back, Backstrom was yeah. there. Those, and those two older guys, they knew what it took. I mean, they I mean, knew they should all know the what back it takes. to – Yeah, but you might might think some of, the, some of those younger guys, like Jacob Brown, your first year in the league, you're running big cup run. I mean, Ovi and them, they knew what it was going to take, and they showed up. Some of those younger guys, I mean, that's, that's what I think yeah, hurt us. Yeah, I can us. see you getting lackadaisical in that situation. Um, overall, I thought the entire series we were outplayed six of the seven games. Yep. Six For sure, 100%. Games. Um, yeah, hope he definitely kept us in the first two games and then dropped off, I think, the rest of the series after that. But, yeah, six of the seven games I thought we lost or got completely outplayed in besides, obviously, game five. Yeah, it's, again, I, I said it in the uh, first episode, I believe. This this Carolina team is just the resiliency by them. It really showed in these last two games. I mean, you think about it, the Caps had, in two elimination games, they had two different two-goal leads and lost both games. You 
I would say 95% of the time you're getting away and you're winning in one of those games, and we lost both of them. Yeah, and I mean... They, you're up 2 nothing in D.C. in a game seven. You feel fantastic. Right. you got to put that on. you got to get defensively, and they just kind of they kind of let up. And, I mean, you got to think it. You can think excuses now. I mean, that's all we're going to draw from. The injuries could have played into it. Kempney hurt. I mean, the D was kind of mixed up after that. You had a lot of guys logging a lot of minutes. and yeah, pushing Carlson on the opposite side to start the yeah. series. You obviously miss Kempney a ton. You obviously miss Oshie a ton. But what can you do? Um, but the, Hopi, like I said, I thought he saved us those first two games, but overall did not think he played great. Um, yeah, wasn't his best, I agree. Wasn't his best all series. Wasn't even overly good all series. Um, just average. Uh, outside of that game five shutout, but you can't really count that because, I mean, we dominated that game. How many shots were those were quality? I mean, we got that game over with quick. Yeah. And I, so. You think about it, though, we had three or four – empty net opportunities that we didn't capitalize on in that game. And we, that's, that's the game right there. I mean, there was at one point where I got a text that said, we should probably be up five to two right now in this game. Yeah, and that first period, just, that was not, we just couldn't finish. Just, just couldn't finish the deal. Yeah. We, we even had the opportunities late kicking back to that, those overtimes we had, um, if I'm remembering right, we did have a power play late. I mean, to get a good chance to win it and God, Ca- Carolina just, just total demolished. That's that little slingshot. Yeah, with that power play, there's so many people bitching and complaining about the refing that whole game and that whole series. But you saw you saw it more normal with Caps fans. But I just feel like if you're that worried um, about the refing, you're complaining that much, you're just completely terrified of how your team's playing. If you're if you're if you're confident in your team and you're playing well, you're not bitching that much about the refs. But when you start going off on these, every single thing should be a call. This was a missed call. Granted, there was some no calls last night and some bad calls. But I'm not complaining because. Shit, even if we did get a power play, we weren't scoring on it. Yeah. We weren't scoring any power play. So you only complain nope. that much if you are worried, uh, that worried about how your team's playing. And we were we all could worried. Not enter the, couldn't enter the zone at all. That's got to be play. one of the biggest things they got to work on, other than, like, UFAs and RFAs, stuff like that. Like, on-ice team things the coach has got to work on is that power play. Whoever runs that power play, they got to find another different break-in and get that installed into your star's head they for uh, next season. Island. Yep, 100%. Um, I, a thing I like in that game too, which I, we shied away from, just like we stopped running four lines evenly, the stretch passing. We were stretching them out so much at the beginning and just getting some couple odd man rushes, and we we're just like, ah, let's shy away from it for a little bit. And obviously that didn't work because the way their four check is and the way their deep pinch right there, that those stretch passes were killing them at first. And they were even talking about it on yep. NBC, like this, this, it's, they're, they're killing them with these stretches. Yeah, and that's yep. how some of those younger guys that use their speed, like Verona, you saw him early and. Uh, Barakowski, that's how they were wheeling. They were getting the puck stretching the ice and u- using their wheels. Yep. So like we said, seven games, caps are done. Uh, outplayed in six, we thought. Six of the seven. So how, the question is, how are we handling it? Because a lot of people take the route where they're just like, oh, here's a, posting a picture of Ovi with the cup from last year. Like, yeah, we're still the champs. Are you pissed? Or how, how do you think you feel first playoffs after winning the Stanley Cup? I mean, I, I see people using that excuse on Twitter and stuff like that. Nah, I shouldn't say excuse. I mean, I'll be honest. It doesn't feel as bad because we won the Cup last year. But you can't be like, oh, who cares? We just won the Cup last year. I mean, you still got to think the year they had, the team they have right now. And even in the series, they, they should have won that series. They should have played a lot better. If they played good through the series and it went to seven, I'm accepting it. But they they had so many chances, like A.B. touched on. They had two-goal leads. I mean, they they threw up all over themselves, and 
that that's what happened. I, that's what I believe. See, so. that's right. I don't like I don't like the loss. I can't take it saying we just won the cup last year. Yeah, but where you say that, oh, it's not as bad as since we just won last year. I kind of thought that coming into it, like, oh, if we lose, I'm not gonna be that pissed because we just won. But I yeah. kind of almost found myself even more like, fuck, here we, we are again. Chance. Like we had first, a good chance. I think that's the first time we've been booted from the first round since 2012 like, or 13. I was gonna say. Like that. I, is last time was probably against the Rangers at some point. Yeah, because I think we got bounced in the first round, didn't make the playoffs the year after that, and then went second round, second round, second round, second round. But yep. I don't know. What about you, AB? Uh, I'm just I'm frustrated with getting out coached. I mean, Todd, I didn't think Todd Reardon made any type of adjustment on the uh, in our own defensive zone. I'm frustrated with how our defense played. I don't think anyone showed. I mean, Carlson was Carlson, but outside of him, I don't think really anyone showed up in that back six. And I'm frustrated with our depth players. I didn't think any of our depth players really played that well. I'm just frustrated with the team in general. Um, But I've said this all year long. Everyone knows me. As long as Ovi scores 50, I'm okay with it. Yep. I Uh, think AB's been saying that since, like, 2012. As long as we keep popping 50 in. to get his 50. But – Obviously, I wanted, really wanted to go back-to-back back just to shut those Pens fans up, so yeah. I'm a little pissed off. What's, all, what's also frustrating, which I think might be more frustrating than how the Caps played themselves, is the way the rest of the league has shaken out so far. I mean, right. we win that, we sneak one in, even in Game 7 right there in that double OT, even though we played, like, absolute crap all series. Yeah, get, get Look out at of that the mistake. rest of that. Okay, you can it, beat the Islanders. It's a beautiful road. <laughs> you can beat the Islanders, and then you go play either Columbus or Boston, very beatable. Yeah, this you go is to the cup. You go to the playoffs. cup. You go to the cup. I mean, you're playing Dallas, you're playing St. Louis, you're playing Colorado. Who's going to beat it's you? A, I mean, you're the defending champs, and you're playing against some teams that haven't been there in a while. Yeah, if they got that team rolling together, I mean, they, I mean, it's still a good team. They just didn't perform. That's, that's the bottom line, I think. Yep. Honestly, I was ready for another cup. <clears throat> I was ready to get another tattoo appointment after uh, game five, to be honest. Put that 2019 on my leg, but uh, ooh, that's crazy. So we kind of yeah. took a look at the series. So, A.B., Kyle, I'll ask you both each, give me three stars and three duds uh, from the Caps for you that series. Kyle, we'll start with you. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just I'll give one here and I'll let, let A.B. go. I'm going to go with uh, a combined one here. I'm going to go with Nicholas Backstrom and Ovi, just their their leadership. I mean, they, they really led the boys, and I mean, o- Backstrom coming out in the first couple games, getting those goals, and Ovi grinding right there with them. I mean, them just as a pair, they're going to go down for Caps legends. I mean, them two playing together is just a great combo. And they they showed up in this series, and those two did what they did. It was a great line. Yep. What you, A.B.? What you got? 100%. One of your stars. All right, so uh, can I use the same players or no? Yeah, because yeah, I had Ovi and Backstrom your... as two of my three. So yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> every, everybody consensus. was going to pick them. All right, well, I'm going to try to change it up anyway. Who cares? Uh, Andre Burakovsky, I thought I've been hard on him his entire career. I thought that kid came to play all series long. Um, he, he didn't get as much ice time as I would like because, uh, I don't know, that's weird and was just being weird with the lines all series long. But he, he came out, he scored, what, in the first how, – how early was that goal? Three minutes, two minutes. Two but yeah, minute, two I had him minutes. as my third star, too. I had Backstrom, Ovi, and Burakovsky. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Six stats five, weren't yeah. there. I think one and one for two. But Yeah, that was Burkowski's stats. But he played well. That's just a clutch um, goal in game seven. He showed up again. Such an impact in every game. Like, last year in that Tampa series, me and AB dragged him. 
dragged him yep. so bad before he hit that that two goal game seven. But this year in the playoffs, I love my guy. I thought he was awesome. I thought he was awesome. Yep. So one more guy we'll touch on for the stars is uh, Tom Wilson. I mean, he he played Always his game. Presence. He he didn't he didn't have like great awesome numbers. I mean, but for him it, it was good. I mean, three goals, two assists, five points. He had a great goal in game seven. I mean, Ovi set him up. That's a good playoff series. To yeah, me, that, that's a that's a him. great playoff series. I mean, he didn't have any penalty minutes. Didn't do anything stupid. Two penalty minutes. He had three power play points. I mean. He was just doing what he had to do when he had to fill in for Oshie there on the power play. I mean, I think he did what he had to do in the middle there, getting a little destruction. I mean, he had a great physical playoffs, and he showed up, and he, he played his game and did his job. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, it sounds like we're all in consensus with the three stars. I mean, we all pretty much are picking the same guys yeah, here. Yeah, the exact three, but so I'll kick this one off. I'll kick these duds off, so I'll give you my three. So my first one is Vrana, not a single point, eight shots on goal. Eight shots in seven games for the second liner with that much speed and a guy that yeah. whose speed we should have utilized over that forecheck, uh, but didn't that much. The next guy, Lars Eller, uh, one, two for three. Yeah, there's some stats there, but I think because the, the last thing I saw of him was him botching that two-on-one with Kuzi, a wide-open Kuzi. Just kind of screwed yep. the series yeah. for him for he me. that pass over. And then I've been hitting on it kind of all episode, but I also have Holpe too. So... He's played in seven playoff appearances in his career, so seven playoff uh, postseasons in his career. This year was his highest goals against in those seven years at two six seven, and his second lowest save percentage at nine fourteen. Like I said, I was not a huge fan of him uh, that series. Didn't play great. One hundred, I one hundred percent agree with you there. And then go ahead, Kyle. What are your duds? Uh, my first one. I mean, I hate to say it because I, I love Kuznetsov, but he just wasn't himself. I don't know if there's an injury there or something. I mean. Faceoffs, he was only at forty-one percent. I mean that that guy, he's got to come up bigger for you, especially after his performance last year. He really didn't do much there this series, and I mean, you know, he showed up game seven, but other than that, I mean, he's got to be that. He didn't have the puck control. I, I don't think he had that puck handling sense he had of last year, controlling it and in the zone. He Something had must no be going on. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know what it is. I don't want to say he's done. I mean, he just had the one run, but. I mean, he just didn't show up. Yeah, and he was kind of like that all year. Um, I didn't think he had his his greatest season. Obviously, last year he was a stud. This year, he was, you know, he's he's streaky. He's streaky all season long. I thought, and we got a bad streak out of him in this playoff run. Yeah, tough all around uh, for a majority of that team. I thought majority of that lineup, <clears throat> guys that you expect to show up. And but didn't. So last thing I guess we'll touch on here with the caps. What you got, Kyle? I got I got one more dud. Go ahead. Let it I, rip. I mean I wanna I wanna give a little Ted Leontis. I mean, let my guy Barry Trotz go. I mean <laughs> that that's a big one there. Uncle Todd, I mean, hopefully Uncle I mean, I don't know hopefully Uncle Todd can show something up in the next couple of years. We'll keep him a little give bit him three but max. I think if this team had Barry Trotz, what do you guys think? Had Barry Trotz, are we going to the second round? Absolutely. Easily. Yeah, Easily. I mean, I, I think he I just think. disciplines the team, and that, that could have been the overall thing on the back-to-back when we look back back to this in a couple, five, ten years from now. If we had Barry Trotz, where would the Caps have gone? Yeah, but, I mean, I we didn't have the money to pay him. That's the thing. Like, w- man, where was that money going to come from? You find the money, man. For, guy, for guys that are going to keep teams good, I mean, win championships, you should find some. Um. Before we end on this, I still need to get my three duds out. Um, Matt Niskanen was uh, my biggest dud, I thought. It was one of the worst series I've ever seen him play. He's usually a stud back there. 
that guy was turning the puck over nonstop all series long from behind the net. And, yep. And he wouldn't have any pressure on him. He would just be dumping the puck. He had time. He would sit there behind the nets, like setting up a play, makes a breakout pass, misses icing every single time. Um, my other dud, I've been saying it all the entire podcast, Todd Reardon. Thought he was brutal. We just kind of set it up. Barry Trotz. Uncle Todd getting some uh, heat. Yeah, I mean, Barry Trotz would have came in. He would have made some adjustments. That guy, is all he does is prepare you for the your opponent. And Todd Reardon was not ready. It did not seem like he was ready for what Carolina had coming to us. And um, Maybe he thought we were going to go my, steamroll him. Yep. And my third dud was uh, was Koozie with uh, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll touch on him. So there we are, so. three stars, three duds. So Brando just mentioned money. We just mentioned paying trots. So play a little game real quick. We're going to see who's coming back and who's getting a tribute video next year. Oh, boy. So we got four guys, restricted free Ooh. A's at the end of the season. So restricted. We got to extend a qualifying offer to retain those negotiating rights. So we got Burkowski at three mil, Jaskin at 1.1, Vrana a little under a mil, and Stevenson around 650K. Those are restricted guys, unrestricted free agents. This is when it gets tough. So you have Haglin at 1.8, Cano, Brent Connolly at 1.5, DSP at a mil, Orpic at a mil. I mean, Connolly, career year in goals, assists, and points with 22, 24, 46, and we paid him 1.5. He could easily probably go pick up three mil somewhere. Oh, even probably more. Yeah. I would say I would say he could snag around four and a half, five if if he's lucky. He I go, know that's he, a lot. He can, but go, like, he can go three and a half somewhere on a second line for some team. Yeah, 100%. I agree. And I think uh, Jews is a RFA also. Restrict, all right, is he? Yeah, I thought I, he was in the next year. No, when I checked it out today. Is he? So, yeah, like we talked about, unrestricted. Haglin, Kyle, you're a boy. Kano, DSP, Orpic. I would, I'd, I don't know. I think Orpic might just be gone, just be done playing hockey yeah. at this point because <laughs> he came back for that cheap contract this year after all that trade stuff went on with him in Colorado and getting back. Yeah, I think back, he likes think. being around the boys. Maybe gets a maybe front one more year somewhere. Maybe one more year tops. I don't see us paying a ton of money for him. I could see him letting DSP go, obviously, just because of how this year went for him. Even though yeah, we got to start getting some he's younger a favorite. guys. And um, I feel like in this you're kind of choosing between Haglin and Connolly because you're not signing them both, especially with Haglin at that much and Connolly going to probably want a good bit of money. At least double what he's making yep. now. Yeah, I, th- yep. I think after the year Connolly had, he's going to walk. I mean, he's going to get a big ticket somewhere and have a nice little payday and run out the rest of his career. He's got his cup. I mean, I think that's what that's that's going to be his move. He's yeah. going to move somewhere he wants to play and get some big signing. I think if you do that, if you have to let him go, you can. And then you try to sign Haglin, a little something yeah, nice, and that's one point five. Buy a jersey, Kyle. Yeah, you can, you can resign Haglin, but I, you resign Haglin for a year. Maybe a two yeah, mil just yeah. for one Nothing year. Much. He's getting up there in age and with this but he's still buzzing. Yeah, with this comes it's like we were saying, you pick either if you have to lose Connolly, you can sign Haglin, pop him up a little more money, maybe two mil for just a one year contract because you're looking past that. At the end of the next season, Backstrom six point seven, unrestricted. And I think the year after that you have both Ovi and Holpe. So you gotta take into consideration the future here because Backstrom, A B probably at least worth ten, ten sheets. Yeah, um, it's kind of hard to gauge because how old is he going to be? He's going to be in his 30s, right? 32, uh, 31, 32, maybe even older. There, yeah. Um. So I don't know if how how much they'll all, pay for pay. how long. Right. Yeah. Well, obviously. At this but, point, he doesn't. He's not. He's never leaving DC. So we got yeah. back. I mean, you got to think. 
you got to think he's at least getting nine, at least. Yeah, I might take a little hometown discount, do around like yeah. nine one, or maybe even yeah. like a o- high Ovi, eight. Something. If he wants some more money, Ovi can get some shipped in somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ovi's got that rushing then, money. Yeah, right. you also have to think of him the year after that at nine point five. We probably kick him to what eleven. We could, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Pay the hell Depends out of him. Depends on what he wants to do, too. I mean, Pay the hell out of KHL is definitely in the back of his mind. Unless he's getting closer to that uh, I think Wayne Gretzky. That Gretzky goal record. Unless he gets closer in the next two years. I mean, I don't know. If he doesn't, if he has two bum years. So to just see how he plays. I don't think he will. I think he's. All right, well, this is a scary let's, segment let's, to let's think get about. Back, <laughs> let's get back to something here. What do we want to hit on there, boy? So that's all we're going to hit on there for the Caps. That's kind of depressing sitting here talking about. Everybody who's about to have to get re-signed for a lot more money than they make now. So kicking it to the other side, or I should say to the next side as the rest of the NHL moves on while the Caps sit at home. Sharks Vegas recap, another Game 7 we had, another overtime we had. I'm sure you all saw it, watched it, seen the highlights, heard about it. Sharks down 3 nothing, about 10 minutes left. Eakin, 5 in a game. Sharks score 4 on that power play. Vegas ties it with less than a minute left, and the Sharks prevail late in overtime 1. Terrible call. Absolutely brutal five-minute major. Um, that play happens almost on every single face-off. And, yeah, I mean, it's it sucks to see a team up 3 nothing. I mean, and the refs come in and kind of blow it for them. Yeah, and then you got Joe Pavelski. He's listed as day-to-day currently, but I see that lasting a little while, to be honest. Kyle, I think you're the only one that stayed awake and watched that game yeah, at I least was, all the way through because I pass out mid-overtime. Yeah, up late night and – I was really about to head to bed, about 10 minutes left, and I was like, ah, I'll just watch the last 10 minutes. Whatever can happen. Like, I'm dead serious. What happened? And then just wildly about a couple minutes go by, and Pelsky gets the little TKO. And I, honestly, watching it live, I, I thought it was a bad penalty, terrible. I mean, as soon as they put up a replay, I changed my mind. That's a just a bad bad timing, I guess. I mean, when Eakin hit him, that's just kind of normal. And then he runs into Stastny, and – it's just kind of like one of those plays. The blood coming out of the helmet does look gruesome, but, I mean, it's just one of those plays. But the Sharks, that that was huge by them. That was huge. That power play, and they, they just really took it to them. So. Yeah, it worked well. You can play them out the rest, but you can't let in four goals. So Sharks advance on to take on the Colorado Avalanche. So let's start hitting these second-round games, see what happens. Well, before we hit the second round, I would like to go into um, the picks from the first round. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, from episode one. Yep. Um, we'll take, into, take into account that we did make these picks after Pitt and Tampa Bay were both down 0-3. Okay, yeah. so you could probably chalk up two more losses there, maybe. Mm. Um, anyway, it, they were not good still. Um, Billman, you went 5-3 and three overall. You went 3-1 and one in the West, or East and 2-2 two and two in the West. Kyle, you went 5-3 and three as well. You went 3-1 and one in the it. East and 2-2 two and two in the West. Uh, I believe you guys picked the same teams not bad, not bad. overall. A.B. coming in at a hot... Two and six. Doof. Doof, doof. You went two and two in the east and one and three in the west. That's so, good math there, buddy. That's three and five then. That's not good stats from nope. the uh, oh, yeah. podcast you, gambling yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. not, not gonna you, lie so. you are you are right. Yeah, him so, well, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. take it. Yeah. So second round, Something first like one, we'll start with the West. Sharks, Avalanche. Uh I'll start. I see Avalanche in seven. Uh to be quite honest. I think the Avs have the slight goalie advantage. Uh, not knowing how Jones, his consistency will be. I think Grubauer will be more consistent, even though Jones can shine a little brighter. Uh, stars on the abs will probably, or in my opinion, outplay the Stars on the Sharks, and I believe McKinnon will have a monster series, capitalizing on some mistakes by that aggressive San Jose back line. Um, I'm going to go 
I'm going Sharks. I think they're rallying around Joe P. Uh, I think it's Jumbo's year. I'm I'm back. On, I'm on that train with Kyle, and I, I'd really love to see the Sharks come away with the cup this year. I'm going to go Sharks in six. Kyle, well, wow, that's bold in six. I'm going to take Sharks in seven. I I was back and forth on this one, but I'm going to stick with the Sharks since I've I've rode them in the I rode them in the first uh, round there. I mean, it's going to be a fun series. Both teams, they can score. McKinnon's going to be huge. He's they got a lot of young guys, and they're really just going to roll. Grubauer, yeah, he's going to be the better goalie in this one. But like AB said, I think Sharks just rally around Joe P. And Joe Thornton's going to get a chance at a uh, at a Stanley Cup. I so think. So you're taking Sharks? Yeah. All right, so I'll, I'll take the Lone Avalanche train. Other um, West semifinal or West series here. Preview. Blues, Stars. Um, I'm going to say Stars and Six. I think it will be an awesome series. You have a great goaltending matchup, matchup between Bennington and Bishop. Um, I believe the defense is a wash kind of between both teams, maybe the slight edge to Dallas um, since they have Klinberg, Klinberg and Hiskinen. And then you have the forwards deep on both sides. But depth-wise, I think the Blues run a better four lines, but that top line in Dallas of Ben – Radulov and Sagan is, I think, the best line in the playoffs right now, and they will keep shining. Yeah, I mean, I, this is going to be a fun series. They're just like the Sharks and Avalanche. Just the West is just exciting players. They just really wheel. I mean, I think this is going to be the battle of the number 91 in this series. Little Sagan versus Tarasenko. It's going to be back and forth. Both those guys are going to be lighting the lamp, I think. It's going to be huge, and I think uh, I think there's going to be a little trouble in the goaltending for the Stars with Ben Bishop. I mean, he's a guy that likes the St. Louis area. He, uh, he was a St. Louis fan growing up, and he goes there in the summers, and he plays with those guys, so they kind of know him. They know each other, and I think uh, that's going to hurt the Stars a little bit. I got Blues in seven. Uh, I'm going Blues as well. Uh, probably going to go seven. I see this series every single game being two to one, three to two, maybe one nothing. I see a couple of overtime games in this series. I think this series is going to be great, awesome defensive hockey. It might not be the great like six five games that everyone wants to see, but I I, I got to tell you I love the low scoring two to one games, especially in overtime where you don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, I got I got Blues in seven as well. So again, I'm by myself. I've got the Avalanche and the Stars. You both have the Sharks and the Blues. So so kicking it to the East, Bruins Leafs. Quick recap: Game seven yet again. Bruins win yet again. Same old story. Toronto. I guess you're just going to have to figure it out. Granted, you can complain that's a tough first-round series. Well, maybe your coach should have played Austin Matthews, your best player, more than, I think, 18, 20 minutes in that last game. But, hey, that's just my two cents. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all on the uh, fuck Babcock train, right? Um, that guy, he just he's too stubborn. He wants to play all four lines. He wants to show the media that it's his way or the highway. Austin Matthews, he has to be playing – 22 minutes 23 minutes in these games i mean he's he was their best player and how many goals did he have in that series four or five i, th I think five maybe yeah i think yeah, five. Uh, the elite the leafs really they just blew it and uh they got to sign mitch marner this offseason and that's their biggest thing but let's uh yeah so boston's moving on playing columbus uh my quick take i think this will be the best series in the second round uh in general and i'm going to take the bruins in seven in that one yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, both teams are powerhouse. Bruins being the only team that uh, is usually in the second round that's still there. All the other teams, first-timers, it seems like. But I'm pulling for Columbus in six. I got CBJ in six. Um, so this is the series that I keep going back and forth on. 
watching the game now. Bruins are up one nothing. Um, right before the game, I picked Columbus, and I'm gonna stick with Columbus. I think they they really rallied. I mean, they just absolutely destroyed Tampa. They made them look like mocks. And yeah, I like Columbus in seven. I like Columbus in seven. They've won eleven out of their last twelve games. I think coming into the uh, including last series coming into the playoffs. Yeah, and they finally got so, over that uh, first-round hump, just like the Caps yep. had got a little stubbed on for a couple years, and maybe this is their little chance after getting over that. So three yeah, series. Like, oh, yep, go I ahead. Like so three I like Columbus to win a, to win a cup this uh, year, honestly. Meh. Depends on how hot that goal mm-hmm. gets. So three series paper, down. They have the team on paper, on paper. That's all I'm saying. Over the Bruins? I I, I can agree with A.B. On, on paper, they got a good team. It's just how tough. they come out. But let's kick so, it. So that's three series. I've picked the opposite of you two in all three so far. So the last one, Canes, Islanders. I just said that last series is probably going to be the best in the second round, and I'm not going to say this about this series just because the Caps lost and not in it, but this is going to be a boring boring series, I think. I mean, you, you're going to have your little scoring gritty. I mean, you don't have who – who's exciting to watch besides Barzell? I mean, it's two kind of whatever teams that I'm – Will be a good series because it's playoff hockey, but yeah, not what's up exciting. with Svechkinov? Is his eyes open up yet, or what? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I got Barry Trotz at five in this one. They're gonna steamroll the Canes. Canes were tired when they were playing the Caps. They they got it done. A little luck, but uh, <laughs> I think Rod the Bod got his little lucky, and it's it's Barry time, baby. Yeah, I mean, I have Islanders in six just because Barry Trotz is going to completely outcoach Brendan Moore, unlike Uncle Todd. God, Uncle Todd's. Yeah, um, I guess we're going to find out the answer to your question earlier. Uh, would we have won this series with Barry Trotz on the bench? And we're, we're going to find, find that out right now. Because he's got yep, that bench so, uh, and he's got a worse team than we do. Yep. And uh, I'm also going to go Islanders. Uh, I want to go five, but I'll go six just Push to be six. nice. Carolina's going to win one or two at home. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I will say I am a little biased on this one. The Canes, I mean, that is, and uh, they take could into rally, account, but, but yeah, take into the account Islanders the Islanders are, not, are in Barclay. Yeah, yeah, they're not in the Collie. That is true, and I mean, but I just think the goalie matchup, even I think the Isles got this one. Goalie matchup, offense, defense, yep. coach. I mean, checks yep. off all the way around. It just, I agree. So that'll do it for episode three of Chirpin' DMV. We are now on iTunes. So like, comment, subscribe, do whatever. Leave a five-star review. Download the episodes. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. At Chirpin' DMV on all of those. www.chirpin'dmv.com. We're starting to push out blogs. We're getting more over the social media. We're starting to push out everything, everything, everything. And then, like we said, guys, we're going to try to get on more of a consistent schedule. So... You can expect when they're going to be coming out. So if we start recording on Sunday nights, we'll start getting them every Tuesday, uh, which is our goal instead of pushing these out randomly like a Monday, a Saturday, or whatever. So, boys, second-round playoffs, no caps for the first time in quite a while. I'm going to go cry in my Stanley Cup championship towel. Where are you guys going? Uh, I'm going to leave, boys. Uh, I'm going to peace out because yeah, I'm hating life right now. Yeah, I, I'm just going to – yeah, it's not good. Not a good place. Yeah, I'm just going to go home and play with my ducks. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Peace out. Episode four <laughs> next week. Oh, shit. God. Oh, what the fuck? Why are people calling me? July there. That's their biggest thing right now. Shit.
We're so close! Oh my god, it's a grind! <laughs> 